we light a light in the name of God who creates life. We light a light in the name of Christ who loves life. We light a light in the name of Spirit who is the fire of life. Let us worship God.
Our first reading is from the book of Joshua, the fifth chapter, beginning with the ninth verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, amen. The Holy One said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt, and so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were encamped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce of the land, and the Israelites no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Oh 
reading from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Sometimes we need help remembering who we are. So we tell stories. We build memorials. We mark our bodies. We savor family recipes and songs of our rising. We speak prayers once taught us and revisit gifts from old friends. We have children who ask questions and our answering helps us remember again. In the book of Joshua, 
after generations of wandering in the desert, descendants of Abraham finally cross the River Jordan and taste the fruit of the promised land. In the midst of their crossing, the now adult children and grandchildren of those who first crossed the Red Sea, this time stop in the middle of the miraculously dry riverbed. They trust that the wall of water piled high to one side will stay there. And they look to the ground, to the feet of those carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and with it, the presence of God. And from that very spot, they take 12 stones with them to the other side, one for each of the 12 tribes. Forming the stones into a circle, or Gilgal, they create a memorial, a gathering place, so their future children will see it and ask what it means. It's as if they knew they would need to be reminded of this day, of their crossing, of their journey to the promised land, of who they are. Already, they believed in their children and their questions to guide them should they go astray. The promised land was found in community, in 12 tribes becoming one people. Once they arrived, before the manna was exchanged for the produce of the land, they observed the rites of incorporation into their community. The sons who had become men in the wilderness were circumcised. The Passover was celebrated. They faced the risk and promise of future children together. And only then did they eat from the crops of the land. The fruit of the promised land is the fruit of the community. In the parable of the prodigal son, it is not just the land of a father that is squandered. It is the ancestral promised land. It is the community, the belief in working to upbuild and care for one another. It is relationships, the rich resource of family and neighbors crossing together through otherwise tumultuous waters. When the well-being of the community is forgotten, it is no longer the promised land. Whether the older or younger son, whether the father or neighbors, to enjoy the fruits of the promise, they have to choose community. They have to remember what they believe and who they are. Sometimes we need help remembering who we are, so we tell stories, we build memorials, we mark our bodies, we savor family recipes and songs of our rising. We speak prayers once taught us and revisit gifts from old friends. We have children who ask questions and are answering helps us remember again. There is a piece of religious art hanging just inside my front door. 
I spend more time than might be expected thinking about what I would say if someone asked about it, as if they would notice or care. If a child asked me what it means, I would say it starts with Batzaya, with the person who gave it to me. For as much as it is about Buddhism, about white Tara, about healing and compassion, it is about a friend who welcomed me into his world, into his community, and who became community to me. There is no peace, no compassion, no healing without the one who offered it to me. He gave me stories, galloping music of riding horses, tankas, the medicine of juniper, and meals of his community to care for me. So that I was not just receiving his lemon tea, I was receiving the tea of his mother. I was not just receiving his prayer song, but the songs of his mentors. I was not just receiving his gift, but the gift of his people who made it through the winter of hiding. The piece of religious art hanging just inside my front door is about realizing the promised land. And I saw it because of Batsaya. Who are we, 7th Avenue, as a community? Our mission study says, in part, we are a people of justice who care about the well-being of others. Are we a people of ideas? Are we a people of action? When I met Batzaya, I thought my place was with the people and not in the ivory tower. News of this was a disappointment to my academic mentor. Then I got into the counseling rooms and the courtrooms with domestic violence survivors. And I realized the need to advocate in the land of ideas and policy, the place that creates the systems that impact the lives in the streets. And then I wondered if I had abandoned my just self for the easy life of ideas. And this is what I see. I still live with my need for justice in each room, in each conversation about just pay, in each interaction attempting to hear the needs, the hard truths, the lives of those I am charged with leading. A life of ideas is not without action. My life may look smaller now, but it is no less anchored in the work of justice, of speaking up, of relationships, of being hospitable, respectful, caring for each one before me. Sometimes we are called to the streets. Sometimes we are called to our homes. Sometimes we are called to the meeting places where we spend so much 
of our time. Just as those who cross the River Jordan, we are children of justice, anchored in ideas and actions, big or small. We are children of those who care for what is good, what is honorable, what is just in each circle where we live. And that is worthwhile. It is good. I realize now I did not abandon my call. It lives because I live. I find purpose where it speaks, publicly or never seen at all. The promised land is in our hearts, in our homes, in our communities, as much as it is in our cities, our nations, our world. Thank you.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
Let us pray. Holy One, you have fed us in word, in silence, in song, and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Go forth this day, ushering in the promised land of community. In the streets, in your homes, in every circle, where you live. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen.